What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Neo Vintage Podcast. I'm Jabril, and I'm here with... Steve, how you guys doing? And for y'all who don't know, we just talk over the biggest stories in gaming. So, to start out, we always go over the games we've been playing. So, what have you been playing? So, continuing off last week, I'm still keeping it light. Trying to avoid big games before Animal Crossing, Doom, Final Fantasy. So, the 20th. Yeah, the, the 20th, that big date. So, I'm just still cleaning up some trophies in Persona 3 Dancing. So, I'm like two trophies away, so... By next week, I'll probably have the platinum. Uh, super annoying. Super annoying. Is it grindy? Yeah. Yeah. It's like super like precisive, like how many stupid glasses you wear and, and get in, get in, like you have to play the song like four times to get the partners. Grinding in a rhythm game is super business. Yeah. That sounds brutal. Yeah. My, yeah. No, my wife's tired of hearing it. Like she knows oh, some yeah, of that the, audio must drive she knows nice. some of the songs and she's like, can you, good soundtrack, like, can at you least. stop at least at least it's a good soundtrack like, uh, she does have a favorite there's a favorite so there was okay. a positive so i've been playing that then uh hades still on pc which is yep. the guys who made transistor and bastion okay so it's their roguelike game uh still still really liking that makes it feel nice and something i can jump into a couple floors and then clear out and then besides that this week all i else i played was the final fantasy 7 demo which we'll get to in a, okay. in a minute what have you been playing so i finally paused division i'm gonna get back to it at some point ain't going nowhere but i paused that because i'm like this will go on perpetually and it doesn't end so i'm like i might as well focus my efforts otherwhere and then if i have extra time kind of fill that in with division i beat doom i kind of just sat down to get dedicated like an it's probably under an hour honestly to, to beat doom but i 2016 or no ri- original, uh, the original okay, doom okay. on switch I, I beat that had a great time with that and i i forgot the ending spoilers to a super old game but they're, they're like if you want the whole experience you got to get doom 2 i'm like all right let me go buy doom 2 it went back up to five dollars i was like not right now not right now so yeah. I, I i beat doom uh i'm playing Mega Man still Mega mm-hmm. Man z i'm on z2 now okay. really enjoying that one and it's because that was the one that was actually raised on when i was a kid I, that's the one i actually had i was way right. too broke to have all four so i remember i had z2 and z3 z2 is the one i played the most so i'm like cruising through that game because mm-hmm. i know everything on that game <laughs> yeah. i didn't realize i had like that muscle memory stuff mm-hmm. so i'm cranking through that and then lastly mafia 2 i just bought yesterday on 360 playing that through the backwards compatibility on xbox one they clean that up a lot like it's mm-hmm. really impressive it plays fine it's not that crazy but i enjoy like mafia movies and stuff like that so to be able to play a game that kind of harps on that and i didn't have that growing up i only mm-hmm. played that demo i don't know if you remember the mafia 2 demo but it was like a, like a chunk of the map that you could play and kind of just do whatever and so yeah, me maybe, as a broke yeah. kid i just played that constantly but i never actually had mafia mm-hmm. 2 so okay. playing it for the first time it's a good story yeah. so I'm, I'm actually really really enjoying it yeah that's good and from down the pipeline looks like you might get another mafia game I soon hope, so. hopefully better than three yeah yeah mafia so. four they need to go back to mafia <laughs> stuff yeah. why was mafia mafia three barely had anything that's, to do with the mafia other than you hunting them down pretty much but it was that generic super generic same animation yeah you killed much. everyone yeah so uh let's jump right into the stories like i just mentioned the first one is a little sneaky stealth release which i think kind of hurt them final fantasy 7 remake yeah. demo big deal is out it's out there if you want to play it. i know it's out on P- i think only ps4 because i know it's I, it's an exclusive so it's, it's, it's exclusive for a year yes. or whatever it was and uh so i played it twice through once on the normal mode and once on their i like to say quote-unquote classic mode yeah. because nothing classic about it no not at all. so my quick thought my initial thoughts when i played the demo hated it really i okay. hated it i didn't i don't know what it was i wasn't sure if i just had super expectations the combat feels okay it feels like a more solid 
Final Fantasy 15 style. Final Fantasy 15 always felt too delayish and kind of floaty and like it didn't really feel like I was doing anything. Or at least at this one, I do feel like you get a solid hit, but it didn't feel as solid as like Kingdom Hearts. I know Kingdom Hearts is way more floaty and cartoony. I just didn't feel like I was making much impact. Okay. So and you would think with the cloud, with the, cloud, yeah, you think that sword, you think you'd be feeling yeah. those big parts. I'll be honest, I did love playing as Barrett. That, oh, the shooting, the, the yeah. shooting stuff. Shooting I felt, those turrets yeah, off the yeah. I felt that was super cool. So I, I don't know if it was just my initial thought. So and then I did replay it on classic mode. Because I thought maybe it was more... This is where I guess they kind of tongue-in-cheek lied. Because they were talking about like, oh, fans of the classic series, well, the classic game, will love classic mode. Classic mode is autoplay. For sure. It just... All you do is wait for the bar to go up and then choose your move. He auto-fights. So immediately I was like, disgusting. It's way too little interaction for me. Yeah, you kind of sit there. Yeah. It's super, if you remember, like Final Fantasy thirteen two. Okay. Where you could just hit auto fight. I think maybe the first one did it as well. And the game kind of just plays itself and every once in a while you, you just choose moves. Yeah. So then I, I did go back a third time in the normal mode. And I enjoyed it a little bit more. I Again, I don't know if it was just my expectations were somewhere else. Where, like, I enjoy it where it's at. I don't think this game is going to blow me away. I'm glad I did snag it on an Amazon deal months and months ago. For, like, a little bit cheaper than usual. I'm excited. I think also just the slice of the demo wasn't where you, you shouldn't put a demo at the beginning of the game. And I understand narratively why they did that, but because obviously you don't want to spoil things later on in the pipeline, but it's not the best example of what the game no, could offer. Super tutorially and like all the tutorial and like then we have to do this again when the game releases. And again, I feel a little bit better on it now. I'm like, yeah, of course, I'm going to get the game. I'm going to probably really enjoy it. I, I think hopefully this is just a very early build and some of this stuff's been sm like smoothed out. Yeah. Because that boss, when you fight that, you know, the boss, the first boss of the game, which again, it's not a spoiler. Yeah. But game's been awesome. That giant, nice. you know, tank thing. thing yeah, I felt like I was there forever. And it wasn't that I was bad at the game because the game's kind of easy. It's just spongy as hell. It's just super, yeah, he just took the most hits and it's just like, I wish Cobb did a little more damage or something like that because this fight took forever. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? You got to try it out too. So yeah, I played it one and a half times and mm -hmm. that half time was really just me trying out the the, the classic system to see how that played. Yeah. And yeah, a couple minutes in I was like, okay, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I, not, I don't like it enough to replay the entire demo. Uh, I can take it from different perspectives. So like from a visual standpoint, love it. It looks like gorgeous. It's pretty mm -hmm. much everything I'd want. I remember playing Advent Children back in the day and being like, why don't we have, like, a good-looking Final Fantasy mm -hmm. on a current-gen console at the time? You know, not the PS4, but... Yeah. And so, from that perspective, loved it. All the character designs, everything looks phenomenal. Uh, the battle system, first thing, you know, like, the couple first minutes within my first combat encounter, I was, like, blown away because just being able to actively control Cloud in that capacity considering how many times I played the original seven mm. was like mind blowing to me. I'm like, yeah, this is what I wanted as a kid. Now as time progressed and I got to the last boss, I looked at it a little bit more critically and I'm like, yeah, things are a little spongy. The, it does lack like that impact that I'm talking about. And I hate 
there's like fighters that like drive me nuts where like I feel like you hit and there's nothing mm. or if you like hit and there's too much and I don't feel like it really got that sweet spot it felt kind of like fantasy star in that yeah. regard have you, yeah. you you know what I'm talking yeah, about nah, where you're kind of yeah. just slashing and nothing mm-hmm. really happens and you just you see the damage going up so you know you're you're doing damage but there's not enough reaction on the enemy's part and in that regard I actually feel like it reacts a little bit less than 15 does mm. because I've played 15 relatively recently since it's gone on game pass and I feel like 7 doesn't hit the way it probably should Again, this could be an early build because I remember couple, maybe a couple months back, a lot of game journalists were talking about how they played a vertical slice of this game. This could be the same slice that they've mm-hmm. just finally released it for mainstream consumption considering how close it is to launch. And then since then, they've made a lot of adjustments to the games. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I, I hope so. And from the you know very few people who can comment, they do say this is an early build and demos usually are an early build. So again, day one when it comes out, maybe a, I'll eat all my words. I'll gladly you know, put this as my, you know, quote-unquote game of the year contender. It's a long game. It could go it's, a lot of places. You know, again, that's my least favorite part of Final Fantasy VII is doing that beginning, so I don't know if it was just that aspect. Maybe I want to see more of Midgard. I know, again, it's a demo. I don't know. But, yeah, uh... once it opens up, maybe I think once it opens up, yeah. yeah, it'll be a complete thing, and I will... The combat system, again, I got used to really quickly, but hopefully it's just a few tweaks, maybe just a little... Just tighten it a little bit, tighten it up a little bit, and then we have a, a solid game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so on to the next story. We have a new Star Wars game that has been kind of leaked. Again, we haven't had any formal confirmation whether this is legit, but the fact that we have a visual component to it tells us that on the European PSN store, we saw kind of like a a grab go on. And it said Star Wars uh, Project Maverick, whatever that means. We don't know much beyond that. It has been since taken down. So that tells me since it was on the PSN store, this exists in some capacity. As for the scale, mm-hmm. we don't know. We don't know if this is supposed to be their next big thing. We don't know if this is a smaller thing. It could be a VR title for all we know. So my guess from Project Maverick by the title, I'm thinking it's some kind of flight Rogue Squadron-esque game as opposed mm-hmm. to something that might be like more Battlefront-oriented or another solo you know, single-player game. So what do you think about it? Yeah, I think the same. When I saw the, 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 the splash screen, the leak of the, you know, the PSN store, I thought when I when I saw Maverick, I was like, "Well, that sounds very yeah, Rogue Squadron, Flight Simulator, something." Jedi Starfighter. Jedi, yeah, Jedi Starfighter. Um, and then people were trying to disprove it very quick. This is the exact same way we got confirmation. Resident Evil Three for sure was. We all kind of knew Resident Evil Three remake was coming, but I think even I think it even was the European PSN that put the pre-order. A lot of leaks come out of there. Yeah, you know, Amazon France and all these places usually post these things up because someone missed that button. So I assume it's a real thing. I'm surprised they went with... Because you hear Project Maverick, it sounds like a in-development name. And then, like, the splash screen also looked very almost uh, solo. Like, the movie, kind of at the angle, yep. splashy. Again, I'm excited to see what it is. You assume... If this wasn't supposed to leak, this may have been something that was supposed to be shown at a conference very soon that may have been canceled with all the cancellations and so many people dropping out of, like, packs that just passed and all these other conferences that may have been canceled maybe this was supposed to be already announced and someone just kind of forgot to change the date but i'm excited to see what it is but besides that i guess we kind of just wait i'm excited to see who's doing it because that's timeline wise it has to be an ea game it has to be EA yeah, game. there's so no way it's you know it's not respawn it's not respawn they just finished they just finished the i other doubt day. they're putting dice on something like that no you gotta assume dice is probably doing battlefront 3 or some kind of yeah. shooter or, or yeah. yeah a shooter of some version so 
So I guess we'll see when at some point they're going to say something. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, time's up. Time's coming. So, again, coming off uh, anticipated games because we all love our Star Wars. But a new date, finally, for Ghost of Tsushima. Finally. Uh, so, highly anticipated game. This is the next game by Sucker Punch, company I love. Love their games. So, this summer, June 26th. Way earlier than I thought it was going to be. Way earlier than we thought. And, you know... Also has a new trailer, a new launch trailer, which I did not watch. Really? Okay. I wanted to... I really want to go... Gorgeous. Yeah, everyone tells me it looked really good. And I was there. To be honest, I haven't even watched the Final Fantasy VII intro remake trailer okay. thing. I, I just want to go really in very fresh, uh, especially more on Ghost of uh, Tsushima because I just trust Sucker Punch, and I saw very, you know, this stuff at E3s and stuff like that, but everyone's telling me the trailer looks great you saw the trailer too yeah, i didn't know you saw it, it it looks crazy yeah and and i i did skim through it because i didn't want any narrative spoilers mm-hmm. so i just wanted to get like a visual for what they were going for yeah it, it kind of just expands on what we've seen from it behind uh you know previously and then kind of dabbles on some story beats looks insane uh i did have a fear going in i'm like i hope it's not another generic you know samurai ninja-esque game no mm-hmm. the the style that i'm seeing in this i haven't seen a game this stylish and this aesthetic since shinobi Mm. and seeing Mm. this Mm. rendered in that way the leaves going like this honestly is the closest we can get to like a modern day shinobi and it looks phenomenal so i'm really excited again i have nothing but trust for sucker punch there's no doubt that this game's gonna be phenomenal and sony's on a good streak now so yeah you know that's what i'm saying and i I saw a lot of people saying that the first a long time people were worried about it not feeling like a triple a sony game and again, not watching the trailer, I did look in the comments, and most people were like, "Now we finally see the AAA status of it," which makes me feel good, even though I kind of knew I was gonna get this game. Um, so that's not a problem. And I also saw the collector's edition comes with like a, oh, yeah, a little yeah. samurai mask thing, which would be dope. But I just don't know if I can <laughs> drop whatever. How it's... much? It probably has to be in the two hundreds. I don't think so. I think it's really? actually really. L- I may be wrong. With that mask, I would have. With thought. that mask, you think yeah. it would be uh, pretty? But again, you never know with these collector's editions. So looking forward to that and finally glad to have that date i really don't think they're gonna push it because they yeah, i would have guessed that was gonna be august i thought it was gonna be august yeah. so having that in june right before my birthday oh yeah, yeah you, got, you gotta think they're trying to ramp up right i mean no not considering any delays they want to push from august to the end of that year is all gonna be ps5 stuff so. and also yeah it makes a lot more sense why they might not be at e3 too because if mm-hmm. they don't have too much to say about next gen right now and this game's gonna be out that their biggest games are gonna be out before mm-hmm. e3 if they're not ready to completely blow out next gen and they're gonna really play it close to the vest in terms of launch and exposure to the actual console it probably makes sense yeah they're not gonna talk about ghost that'll be out they're yeah. not gonna talk about last of us that'll be out yeah. so it's all next yeah. gen stuff at that point so. it, it works in their favor with them not being considering that e3 as of now still going on that's always you know may everyone's gonna be talking about the last of us and then a month later, June, and it's coming out at the end of June, so June to July, everyone's going to be talking about Ghost of Tsushima, so they're going to extend that conversation that way, and you got to assume by that time, some sort of announcement on we PS5, so that at that point, so not not being at that conference, if the conference goes on this year, I think it just works out in their favor. Also, you again, you get their games out, and those are big games, so people are going to have, those those two games will hold you off for, oh, yeah, for a sure. while, especially no if you go deep into them. Yeah, I'm curious. All right, so we have a 
Big story here kind of following up to something we talked about last week, I believe, yeah. when we were talking about Parasite Eve. You sent me this story, and I could not believe the timing <laughs> of it. I have not heard anyone talk about this franchise yep. in years. Yep. And then suddenly, just a story, it's like the heavens have aligned. Yep. So basically, we have Yoshinori Katase, the director of the original Final Fantasy VII and producer of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and he thinks it would be a waste to not use the game's characters again in some form. He said on an interview with the famous wrestler Kenny Omega, I don't know if you know Kenny Omega, yeah. Yeah, but big in the Japanese scene. So this is big news. At least we know on the developer side, mm-hmm. there's interest. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it makes it through the whole pipeline, people whether to fi- you know willing to finance it and stuff, that's another story entirely. But at least he's on board, and that's a big name in the industry to be on board with that. Yeah, I remember when this when I saw this article, I just stared at it because <laughs> it felt too surreal. I was like, man, we just talked about this. And I'm like, if, if we're, you know, just you and I, really talk about it. we've talked about it before but i don't really hear anything about parasite not at all to get someone who's not just in the know like part of the job that would make it happen wants to do it we've seen stranger stranger things come out oh, i yeah, mean for sure. you guys we have crash bandicoot trilogies back crash bandicoot kart racer spyro came back and all these other remakes i don't see why not why not i think right now's the time because you're, you're thinking final fantasy uh not final fantasy uh Resident Evil 3 will come and go. Yep. You're years before probably Resident Evil 8. This would be such a good game to fit that forward. There's no Evil Within's coming out. There's no nothing. You know, there's always small horror games, but this could be another big staple. Like, every time I just think about it and when I saw this article, I saw Parasite Eve with, like, the Final Fantasy VII remake engine. Oh, man. How gorgeous would that be? Oh, man. I mean, they looked amazing at the time. It'd be terrifying, though. And I love it. I love everything about this. What blew my mind the most was the fact that by name they mentioned Third Birthday. Because, again, there's Parasite Eve. That's one thing that's not mentioned that week. And then on top of that, that third PSP game Mm -hmm. that no one talks about that I absolutely love. That was my entrance into it. And I went back and played the originals. Like, that was crazy. Third Birthday, specifically, if we could see that come back. Like, that game specifically is nuts. I love that. I think we probably will see it. I Again, probably not soon, depending. Again, this could just be kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing, and it might be already in the works. I don't know. Square sometimes does so much at the same time. I, I, I won't... I think we're, we're going to see this. Yeah. If, if I had to put a bet on it, I probably would assume we're going to see this in a few years, maybe. And they're probably pro- doing, like, the wonderful 101 treatment, where it's, like, they're kind of testing the waters. Is there demand for this? Yeah. And, again, demand in what form? Because there's one. it's one thing to, all right, we'll clean up the game, maybe put it in a collection, drop it, maybe, you know, remaster it or whatever, clean up the mm-hmm. assets, drop it. And then there's another thing to give it that Final Fantasy VII remake True. thing. Yeah. That's money. I don't know if the demand is there to justify that. I couldn't, can't speak to that. If yeah. I had to guess... Right now, there's a demand for that in terms of a kind of lull in there. Once other games start coming back up, whenever Evil Within is back in some capacity, Resident Evil's dropping again, once you throw Parasite Eve into there, I don't know how it survives in that fold. Yeah, yeah. The problem is games take time to make. So if it's not already in development, the problem is by the time that they green light it and start developing it, yeah. I don't know what the landscape's going to look like. So we'll see. I, I, again, I would love it regardless. I'll yeah, play of course. It. I'm not a survival horror guy because I'm just my... Reflexes are not there, and I get too scared, and I freeze yeah. up. I'll play Parasite Eve, though. No, yeah. no doubt. For sure. So moving on to the next thing, that things that we wanted, kind of, but not really. Some people want it, some don't. The Last of Us is getting a TV series. I don't know why, but I tried to go in positive. Okay. So this is... 
this is a, a best case scenario right now because you do have Neil Druckmann on you know direct directing I'm not sure they haven't really said the specific roles he's teaming up with the director from uh, Chernobyl which is uh, Craig Masson mm-hmm. will direct it and they're teaming up with HBO yes so it's being set up first success HBO not giving them any limits so gore wise not really nudity because I, I doubt it that'd be the weirdest thing if they put a sex scene in the last yeah. of us don't do that just I only say that because Between all <laughs> oh, I only no. say that because of all HBO shows they always throw that in for yeah. no reason don't give me that but give me the gore and all that kind of crazy stuff having you know Neil Druckmann on it and you know other other people are in there I think hold on let me big, names, yeah. big names Evan Wells will produce and Neil Druckmann will help write yeah and at first, I was like, this is cool. We can maybe get an other side of the story. Stories in the world. But they've been kind of put... And then they, they kind of confirmed that, no, they're telling the, the Joel and Ellie story. Which kind of hurts me because I don't... I know that story. I don't want to see actors not do it right. Because they're not going to get Troy Baker. He's... Yeah. You know, he, you know, he could do it. But, you know, the, the voice actress for Ellie, Amanda... I, Sorry, I can't remember her last name. I think it's Amanda. Yeah. She's way older way than older, yeah. what Ellie could be. So you can't... She's older recreate. than Ellie is in Last of Us 2. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it just doesn't work that way. So what actors do you get? What direction do you get? How do you tell some of these story scenes? It's an HBO show, so you have to assume these are hour-long episodes. So you're probably jumping in from 8 to 10 episodes. So a 10-hour Last of Us experience probably won't be terrible yeah i just don't know what you can do to surprise us because the most people who are going to go watch this show are going to be people and fans of the game so how do you keep them excited and wondering and you know holding on for the next episode when we know what the outcome is and i don't know i was i was nervous i was kind of happy i'm like all right it's in the best hands but uh what did you think did you yeah okay so you i've made it very clear my Mm -hmm. stance on adaptations especially live action adaptations i don't want them i don't like them however all things considered after reading the details this is kind of best case scenario Mm -hmm. it's not a movie so you don't have to see that crazy condensing of the story that we have to worry about like with the uncharted movie this is going to get the full show it's also being done by hbo who are not known for restrictions on content Mm -hmm. So and, and they got the finances to back it to give it right. the real money that it needs. Neil Druckmann's involved in it. Naughty Dog's all behind it. Carolyn Strauss, I don't know if you know her, but she's a major producer on the mm-hmm. HBO side that has ties to shows like The Sopranos, yep. which if you know anything about The Sopranos, like that's best case scenario television yeah. right there. So, I mean, if, if ideally I would want no adaptation because I just don't find the need for them, but if there has to be, I mean, there's nothing bad I could say about this, all things considered, and... Uh, yeah, if, if they're retelling the story, they have they're gonna have the time to really flesh it out and show it the love that it needs. Yeah, again, eight to ten hours in a show. The game is not too much longer than that. I mean, you're looking at what a ten to fifteen hour game, maybe mm-hmm. twenty on the long end. So, I mean, I think they can do a good job like this and give it the treatment it needs. And again, with Neil Druckmann over there overseeing it, I don't think he's gonna let them destroy it. Yep. If this turns out bad, then I have no faith in anything ever. That's, that's th- true. This is anything everyone would ever want. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be positive, and I am optimistic that all things considered, this is best case scenario, and that it's going to output a good quality work. It might not ultimately be for me. I'll probably still be like, I'd rather play the game. However, to a certain contingent of the audience that prefer this medium, 
I think this is about as good as it gets. Yeah, that's what I, I walked away thinking. Because initially I was like, ugh. And then, you know, all the good news. HBO, this, this, this. These guys are all involved. So it's there. And like you said, it, it's best case scenario. I guess we just kind of wait and see, you know, who... I just don't know. I, I like... Obviously, I think it'll come out... I think it's going to be at bare minimum good. Yeah. Sure, it probably won't be this complete revolutionary show, whatever. The only thing I do think is probably going to put whatever comes out of the Uncharted dump look terrible. Yeah, oh yeah. Uncharted's um, going to look nothing and, compared and, and to this. It's not. At least hopefully maybe they see the success of this and then like, all right, let's make an Uncharted series then. Which again, I don't want, but that would be a whole lot better than a condensed hour and a half two hour movie well hey look at the witcher i mean that that mm-hmm. was on netflix which is, is very hit or miss with the content it cd project red wasn't really that involved with it that was kind of straight with the book and the author yeah, and stuff like correct. that and they output a good work so having all these big names attached to it i think at the very least we can mm-hmm. get like a witcher which i know some people are not super fond of but generally speaking people like so yeah so again i have faith i'll say that yeah, that's I have what i'm faith. saying i'm positive about it again people some people were super positive some people were super negative i'm like i think it'll be good just because they know even they know neil Druckmann wouldn't be on if he think it was gonna be bad he probably wouldn't let it happen to be honest no doubt so um do you have any fantasy casting for this <sighs> i mean like the nolan north and all of them like I, I was fine with them coming in it wouldn't look great though that's the yeah. problem is so not not really put keanu in it put keanu in everything <laughs> i mean if he's a fan he'll probably be in it I, again yeah i was looking over just like a few photos and a few mock-ups and i haven't seen the thing that like hit where i'm like they need to be in it like if it, if they were gonna tell an, an another story other than the first last of us like maybe throw ellen page in there i mean yeah. She's a talented actress. She's got the look down for Ellie. But again, she's way too old to play. If they're doing Last of Us 1, Ellie, she's way too old to play her. That's right. And in terms so. of that age range, I don't know any 14-year-old actresses. So yeah, no yeah that's my big thing. I know some people were like asking for Hugh Jackman because of his relationship with the girl who played X. So they're Tony. looking at Logan pretty yeah, much? That yeah, that Logan pretty I'm like, yeah. no. I don't think it would work at all. Not. I mean, I like Hugh Jackman. He's a good actor she don't even know what she's been doing since she's also not that size people forget that logan's it's been a couple years people age yeah she's not that size anymore she's probably way older already i don't i have no idea so i don't yeah i don't have a fantasy casting either i've seen some mock-ups and of course they look good yeah Um, but it's one thing to have the look down and you could look look the best in the world that's just cosplay essentially if you can't deliver the role right yeah yeah that's that's true as well and then just being a, a rustic dude with a little bit of gray in your beard is not necessarily enough to convey the emotions of like a joel who's yeah that's a heavy that's a, it's a heavy role and and troy baker you know did motion capture for that too so all that all that performance you got to give it to troy baker who really just brought it home with joel like you knew him you can't just stick a guy in a green flannel and give a little girl a backpack and be like you guys are them now because you so, kind of look like them so tom holland for uh joel then how about that give me, give me tom holland for ellie <laughs> it would make a lot more sense <laughs> All right, so the next story is a story that I kind of last minute saw and I saw a lot of people talking about mm-hmm. on uh, Twitter. So the Nintendo PlayStation prototype console, have you heard about this thing before? Yeah, it was the, <laughs> this is what spawned the feud between, between Nintendo and the PlayStation. two big companies Nintendo. for y'all who don't know back yeah. in the day before PlayStation launched their console. There's a whole bunch of details that I won't get into it, but big summary version is they were going to add a disc add-on to at the time the super nintendo they created essentially the nintendo playstation it was supposed to be an add-on things fell through because of i think nintendo's unwillingness to allow them to have that 
large royalties on the disc-based proprietary blah, blah, blah. So they sever mm. things last minute. PlayStation, pissed off as you. They make their own thing, ultimately outsells their console, the N64, yeah. the next one. And so that's the rest is history. So apparently there's a couple of these consoles out in the wild, or at least one. I'm not mm. sure exactly how many, but these things never saw mainstream release. So these are very limited. And uh, it was sold in an auction for $360,000, which makes it one of the most expensive video game lots to ever be sold at an auction. Now, it is, keep in mind, like, you'll see, like, complete NES sets and stuff like that go for, like, upwards of, like, 100000 and stuff like that. So, it, there's other things that go up there. But, yeah, 360000 for a single console mm-hmm. is nuts. But the funny thing I wanted to add in here is that apparently the owner, the current owner, was offered $1.2 at one point for the console straight up, take the money, buy it now on eBay. And he let it. He said no. He declined because he thought he could get more on auction, and it ultimately sold for three hundred sixty thousand. So, sorry to tell you, congratulations, you played yourself, yeah, DJ Khaled voice. <laughs> but uh, what do you think about this? This is crazy, right? So when I saw this, because you know I saw it for a while that they they were saying it's going to go to auction and yeah. what they expected to sell about three hundred thousand. I had no idea about the that he had originally had an offer. So Imagine I've, how that feels, man. To know you put away, because you got to think, a hundred, you know, one point two million is not big. Is is a, it's not a throwaway money. Oh no. So you got to think, That's someone who was trying to buy this may have even been someone from Nintendo slash maybe. Sony was maybe an archivist or an Sony. archivist trying to bring this in, or you know, these big gaming kind of museums collectors and yeah. stuff like that who will. I mean, if I had the money to throw away, like, yeah, I would have bought that too. Yeah, this is not just some that's dude. A, that's yeah. a piece of history. So yeah. there's no way it's just some dude who offered you 1.2 million. I don't know why you would decline that. Yeah, I just, how much did you think it was going to get out there in the wild in the auction? I just, I don't I know. Just, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if it would be funny if the guy who offered him the 1.2 million was the guy who ended up buying for That would be amazing. Ooh. Save a whole bunch of money. Do you imagine that that tra- that, that transaction? I'm here for my con- you I kind of hope that's the case. Yeah, you didn't want to give it to me for 1.2? I'll give you 360. I got 360 for you. What? And nobody else uh, outbids them. Oh. But, you know, that's cool. That, I'm assuming, and I hope this went to a good home. I know they've been very quiet about who actually did the purchasing for, you know, confidentiality reasons. I hope at least it goes to a good home where it's treated with care. This is a super, super big piece of history. Yeah. This is something that, like, you know... This is a weird what-if scenario that we, like, never saw go to fruition, so... Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for this, you know, you know what Nintendo did with this system, which was last-second pull-out and not even tell Sony... Yep. You know, fun fact, they didn't even tell Sony they weren't going to even go with this. They just, at the next, I don't know if it was E3 or uh, whatever, electric con- uh, conference, they just came out and showed that they weren't going to work. Screwed them over. Yeah, <laughs> that they weren't going to work with Sony, and Sony was mad and that's a huge understandably so i would be too so yeah. that's just, that's just the cool uh history also just very funny that yeah. you decided to say no to 1.2 million and you ended up taking three hundred sixty thousand. like yeah i just hope it goes into some kind of archivist video game museum type situation it's not like a martin Scully situation which is like a, a super yeah. rich guy throwing his money at anything mm-hmm. and it's not a care in the world because again like this should be I think this should be displayed as a piece of history, but also maintained. I just hope this doesn't end up sitting in some guy, rich guy's mansion, never to be seen again. Yeah, I hope. I mean, maybe this, maybe the person who bought it will resell it, sell it to Nintendo, so mm-hmm. they can uh, put it in. Uh, like Nintendo, the Nintendo store in New York has all the consoles. Probably wouldn't do New York because it's. Uh, maybe sell it to Sony. Uh, maybe. Sell it to Sony. Sony, yeah. I don't know what they'll do, but yeah. give it a Viking funeral because spit on it. <laughs> yeah, next I don't to know. a pile of Vitas. Yeah, if you guys don't know, there's a lot of beef there. They cooled down after a few years yeah, but, uh, the old there. guards gotta leave the old guys, yeah, yeah. yeah the old guys did that so 
that's it for the news so we're gonna move into our loose topic of the week and this is actually franchises we'd like to see adapted as movie or series again coming off the last of us being announced now this was kind of difficult to come up with because you and i both usually don't want yeah this was tough ips and franchises to come back most of the stuff i like i want them to stay far away from yeah so I, I was trying to go to, like, I went a little in-depth and thinking of exactly what they would kind of do. So what, uh, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So keep in mind before I start listing off, what I'm thinking of is kind of like the Last of Us situation. Yep. So I'm looking at a, no movies. I don't want any mm. movies of anything. Two hours is not enough to do a video game, period. Yep. Unless you're doing, like, a journey. Mm-hmm. But even a journey doesn't necessarily come off the same way as a movie. Yeah. So I'm talking series. I'm mm-hmm. talking big money, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, that kind of situation. A lot of money behind it. And full creative control on half. So the first one is Bloodborne. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It would be a horrifying series. There's enough lore there to support a show. They can go... But the thing is, it's so ambiguous and open that they can kind of take it any direction they want. They could show kind of like what the books or comics have shown, kind of like how that world ended up like that. They could have a situation where you're like the player going through this world. They can take it from a lot of different angles. So it's open enough for them to do a show and do whatever they want really with it narratively, but uh, enough lore in there to give them like a strong backing. So that's why I was, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't Blood even, I didn't even think about it. Cause How you, scary would You can be? go all sorts of directions with that. You can go live action if you wanted to. You can go animated and for that sure. would be cool. Castlevania style. If you go off Castlevania style. Well, I, that did not come to mind. I would have not. I would. I don't think I would have ever guessed that. But that, that was the work. first thing that came to mind. But man, yeah, you're true. That's work because you're so open ended there. You don't have to. Everything's so subtle in terms of the storytelling in that game. Exactly. So, so you're so free. You're not gonna, you know, no, not canon or whatever because there's there's a small base storyline. But yeah, the world's so open that you can just have so much. Yeah, freedom. it could be as simple as somebody waking up in that world and surviving like the game is, or some being a part of that world and something way deeper, almost like a Bioshock two kind of yeah. look. You're the big daddy there. It's more a look into the world. They could take it so many different angles from that. Yeah, I can imagine it, like. You get attached to the character, and then the first episode, the character dies. Yeah, and something like resurrects dark, yeah. in season two or not episode two and continues. That'd be really cool. I did not think of that. I actually kind of like that. So uh, I went with, and this is I was kind of worried about saying this because I'm not the biggest fan of this IP. I can just see it exists, and that's a Mass Effect series. Okay. Now that was my second one. Is it all right? Cool. So I I don't not I don't want it to be Shepard's story. I do know, you know, some of the basis of the Mass Effect trilogy, the original trilogies series, but that is so open in a world where Star Wars didn't hit what it needed to hit, and Star Trek is not even relevant. I know they have like Picard going yeah, on right now, series. but people are very lukewarm on it. Going to something that's completely new mm-hmm. and it has like the just the vast openness of it. I mean, you got to realize that we're missing that super sci-fi feel right now. Absolutely. There's no Battlestar Galactica really role. I'm sure there is because there's a, a bazillion of them, but there's not that main main one. We're not getting another main Star Wars series again. We have the Mandalorian going on on Disney Plus and stuff like that. I think Mass Effect as a series, live action series, hopefully, you know, well, not hopefully, but you know, in my dream world, that would be it. I think it just would work cuz you're getting very much like you said for Bloodborne the vast amount of stuff you can do telling a different side of this i don't even go to the same galaxy that uh andromeda, Rider going will, andromeda. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go fix andromeda maybe but i think i just that was my initial guess was like mass effect because i do love sci-fi so much that i have not been captured so much like i said star wars the sequel trilogy was kind of a letdown after a while i've never been a fan of star trek or battlestar galactica 
all these other futuristic shows never really caught my eye the style i just can i just can imagine like i sometimes see these super cool cosplayers have that n7 armor i'm just like yeah that's dope i want to see that so that'd be cool yeah, I mean, I also chose this one, mm-hmm. so my mind went there pretty fast. And the only reason I say this could work is mm-hmm. because I've there's a show, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's an Amazon original show called The Expanse. Yeah. And I've watched it, and it, this is kind of like a high-budget mm-hmm. sci-fi show in the modern era. Now, again, it has more of a niche following, so it's not as big as like a Stargate was mm-hmm. at one point, or like a Star Trek. Uh, but it has like, you know, different species and a lot of deep lore and a sci-fi thing and my mind went immediately like this could be what mass effect looks like Mm -hmm. Uh, that that kind of like dark gritty sci-fi big budget but not like this crazy space opera star wars type experience something very lore heavy Mm -hmm. but not nerdy in the way necessarily that you'd see like a battlestar galactica so i'd love to see a massive uh universe that they've set Mm -hmm. up there so many different races so many different cliques and races and planets and different things they can do there in terms of a wide timeline because not to mention there's centuries yeah. of lore before the games even begin yeah. of stuff we don't really even see that much so they could set a mass effect show that never even touches shepherd wouldn't even be born yet yeah and there's just seasons and seasons and seasons of shows that they could do before that even comes into the fold so yeah that, that's that's why it came to me just because i was like man the options are just too heavy there like you can just go so many directions with it, and I just think it should. I just wish. I hope it comes. All right. So my next one is going to catch you off guard. I bet you wouldn't have thought of this one. And it's Asura's Wrath. Wow. I just see. I was watching a clip of a live-action JoJo movie. <laughs> the new one, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just seeing this kind of over-the-top live-action, I'm like, it's corny. But I'm like, how crazy would it be like if they did like Asura's Wrath? Mm-hmm like hyper stylized i see like netflix behind it super like crazy visceral action ideally uh anime movie would be the best case scenario but i think they could pull this off live action too if they just have the right stylistic flair to it Mm. keep that lighting a little darker and like it's just such an underutilized story too again we didn't get any sequels from it it's just kind of one and done it kind of happened nobody really talks about it one thing bring the game back in some capacity somebody please it's backwards is it really? Yeah. Oh, I need to play. Guys, I just installed it. On my, I need to play that. I just installed it on my Xbox One, actually. I need so. to buy Xbox One. And it's funny, I was gonna bring it today, and I didn't. But now I, have I know. On, I have it on PS3. I gotta rebuy it on yeah, 360. No. That's like pretty much everything now. Yeah. I'm buying like 360 games because I can't play any of my PS3 games. What's wrong with you guys? But yeah, Oscar's Wrath. <laughs> yeah. How crazy would that be? I time? would lose my mind. So I love, love this. I would like to say series, but we only have one game. Yeah, it's just kind of a standalone. now. It's it's weird that Capcom has not... They used to have very strict rules on why they won't make sequels and stuff like that. I think Asura's Wrath was such a fun project for them and a fun experience for everyone because it's almost like an interactive anime. There is gameplay. Yeah. There is a solid gameplay there. You know, a little loop. It's more but, of a passive experience. But it is more like a passive experience, more of a, you know, not decision, you know, decision-based, but more like quick-time events yeah. and stuff like that. But it's so good. The art style is so interesting. The feel of it, the old, the way they have this old, like, Japanese, Asian style with the myths of their gods fused in with the, the futuristic, with the spaceships. With and a hint of a Akuma beat, in there. With a hint of, yeah, a little Akuma in there. I think it's just super yeah. good. And, oh, man, I, I'm i surprised I didn't think of that because I love that series. And like I said, I was looking at that case today and I put it back on my shelf because I just love that game so much. I mean, 
Capcom hasn't remastered it. I'm surprised because they could have released that remastered with sure. the DLC. If Okami can come if back. If Okami can come back seven times. For sure. Capcom, come on. Come on, guys. And they still own the rights because there is a Asura's skin in Street Fighter V. So they're obviously like so they know they know it's there and there's so many rumors that he was actually going to be a character in five and in uh, Ultra Street I'm Fighter Four. I'm surprised he wasn't. I settled with the outfit, but man, bring that game back and I could see the series. I'll buy that on 4K Ultra oh, yeah. HD. Give me whatever because that not game to mention, is so it's beautiful. not that long. So like you don't yeah. have to worry about like. Oh, will they be able to cover everything in a season? It's like pretty easily. Yeah. Now, you'd never get a season two of the show unless they wanted to completely make original material, which I mean, go, if they're doing a if show, it's successful. Might, yeah. Knock yourself off. Yeah. But, yeah. If you're successful, you're definitely going to go, man, I hope, again, if we don't see back in a series or movie, I would like to see that series come back somehow, some way. Yeah. For and, sure. I, and I feel like we probably will. Capcom's on that slow grind up back to its former glory. So the next one I have, which is, I don't know exactly how I would want it, but it's a Fallout. Mm. Mm, I guess I'd have to go with a movie, because I don't. I didn't want to think. I just don't see how a prolonged Fallout series yeah. would last. A show actually might be worse. It might yeah. be worse. Yeah. More Fallout is not good, as we've seen with the games. Yeah. So give me a solid two, two and a half hours survival story of someone in the Fallout universe. I don't see where you can go wrong. If you take like the best elements of The Walking Dead and some of these other survival post-apocalyptic worlds and give it the Fallout paint, I think that'd be pretty interesting actually because it's such a simple story, but you can just because there's no like you're not gonna take Fallout Three story and put that. No. I don't know if you want to start with you know the vault opening, seeing that done live action or really good anime style depending who would animate it. I think it would just work in the best way. And I think it would just give the fans a little taste of something to kind of fall out in a bad spot. And coming back with a live-action movie, I feel like we'll just bump it a little bit because it's not something we exactly wanted. But we also didn't want 76, and we got 76. So (laughs) giving us that fall, I think, would just be work well. And then you can also just get such nobody-named actors, like people who haven't really hit their stride yet, and give them a platform because there is no... Like depth, there's no standard for Fallout, so yeah, there's no main character. Yeah, there's they no have to main character. It's all your created characters. So getting a an actor who may not be as known yet to really give him a shot to fill the role, I think would be. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and the moment you said Fallout, I was like, I, I just imagined the aesthetic of like a Book of Eli. Yeah, like something yeah. subtle. Not you don't need a whole bunch of dialogue, honestly. No. I mean, look at Fallout seventy six. It has its issues. There's there's no NPCs in there, so you don't want complete silence. No, but just it's subtle. Have that kind of 1940s, 1950s music playing out the Pip Boy. Them coming out of the vault to begin with. You're kind of confused what's going on. Then through flashbacks, you could tell you they could tell the story about how the world ended up in this shape and have rad roaches and all this crazy yeah. stuff. They could do a very subtle, minimalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the movie The Road. Uh, but it's, it's another post-apocalyptic movie with very subtle storytelling and i think that a fallout movie works if it's subtle yeah you don't want to have somebody you don't know about the old world let me explain it to you in a 20 minute monologue you don't want all that Mm -hmm. but just through little cues they're walking down the street you see a signs of like the nuka cola and it's all fried out like stuff like that the mutants very subtle yeah Mm -hmm. that sound that would sound that yeah i would love it i would love it 
And my last one, and I have a specific, this is actually a franchise, mm. but I have a specific game in mind that actually um, a show could be better than the game if okay. done right. Okay. And I'm thinking Far Cry 5. Wow. Now. Specifically 5. Specifically 5. Okay. Three, no, you don't want three because then you end up in the Tomb Raider Uncharted situation. Yep. You don't want yep. that. You don't want it too tropical. And but specifically five, that country cult vibe of it, I think actually translates really well to a show mm-hmm. more so than the game did because a lot of the problem of the game is it meanders a little bit. It's not as engaging as three and four. So once you're in that world, after a while, you're just driving the pickup truck over the hills for like the 15th hour in a row and you're like, okay. Yep. But if they can really condense it a little bit more to like an eight to 10 episode series, maybe four episode chunks, which each of the siblings, and I don't want to spoil it too much, mm-hmm. but, and then finally end the season off with that final showdown between the main antagonist of the game i think that could be actually pretty cool and it could give them a chance to flesh out some of the narratives that maybe they glossed over in the the game that mm-hmm. they maybe didn't want to tackle too much because of the political climate at the time yeah, that maybe they could really go there in terms of some of like the religious iconography mm-hmm. and the narrative there and how they feel about that in a show more so than the game so and again you you cut out all the gameplay weaknesses and just focus on that story i think they could make something pretty cool you're true because that's that's very right because the main story of fallout 5 a fallout i mean uh far cry (laughs) sorry uh far cry 5 is good like the whole culty religious feel of of the father and he's got you know the the siblings and all that kind of stuff and how a cult took over an entire region cult yeah it took over that whole region I can just see it work out almost step for step the way the game opens up when you're like landing, you're there, you're there to arrest him at first, yes. and that whole situation breaks out. I just can see it work so well. The you know the style, I can just see kind of the pandering of like the open fields with some music in the backdrop, and then someone being tortured or yeah, whatever. somebody like nailed to nailed a cross. to the yeah, cross yeah. and stuff. You know, so yeah, eliminating all the the gameplay parts. You still have a solid experience and a solid story. I don't need to see the character hunt or drive a jeep, like you said, or whatever. Collect, fly a plane, fly over a plane, nothing. or drive all these. T- you know, but that giant statue that yeah. they have, like that, could be a whole episode of rating that. Like, there'd be some cool stuff there. Yeah, it reminds me of a, a, like aesthetically when I think about it. Like when he when you go to the town, you know, where he has the big church there and stuff like that. I don't know if you ever seen AMC's Preacher. I have. Yes, that would be there perfect. There you go. Exactly. You That's see what I'm thinking about? That kind sure. of... When he goes to the village and it's just like empty stylish. I just think that that is where you want to hit that sweet spot. Because that's what reminded me a lot when I was playing Far Cry 5. I was like, man, every time I'd go to the cities and the stuff would break out with the religion, I'm like, man, this reminded me of Preacher, which is not as dark as its comics roots. But man, that would fit so well. And I'm just kind of picturing how like the first episode can go. Where like they can kind of mislead you into the direction it's going. So it starts off in a nice little town and everybody's having, no, oh, it's Sunday morning. Everybody's going to church. Oh, yeah. Nice to see you, pastor. Everything's fine. And now out in a moment, just next scene, that church is on fire mm-hmm. and people are being tortured in the street and gutted and something super dark. And then you could start the actual story of the sheriff coming in to rain things. Yeah. In. Like it's, next thing you see this town burning up and all crazy. And then it turns into a news report and you have like the sheriff watching the news report on the helicopter, ready to arrest them. 
Like, how crazy would that be? I would love it so much. I kind of want... it would need to be, like, an HBO to do something Yeah, like you've got to go right. HBO, Showtime. Because otherwise, it's just kind of a boring country action thing. Yeah. Dukes of Hazard. I don't want to see that crap. No, yeah, you don't want to get too... You don't want to get comedic, in, in a sense. That's why you got to... I'd even stay away from Netflix, in a, in a sense. Yeah. Maybe Amazon Prime. They're very comedy. They just need to be able to go there. Yeah. Fully. Because the, the, what differentiates it from other shows we've seen is that something is profoundly wrong in this town. Mm-hmm. Something... Mm. These people are sick in the head. They're on drugs, and they have these crazy radical beliefs. That's and true. the only yeah. solution to this is wiping them the hell out. They're, if you're on Netflix, yeah, you try to negotiate, make things nice, uh, mm-hmm. psychological. Th- no, 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 you no. just have to wipe yeah. them out. And so, yeah, that's, I, I, I'm excited to see if they ever go into any of these properties yeah. rather than freaking Uncharted. Nope. No thanks. So for, for my last one, it's one that they already tried making this a movie. did not work. And being such a big fan of it myself, and I know you are now of where the series is now, is the actually the Assassin's Creed franchise. So I know there are some animated films, there are some live action stuff that, that they've done. Movie. So there's the newest live action movie yeah. that went to theaters. There was an older live action that showed the story of Ezio. I think it was his father. Okay, is that a prequel then? It's like a prequel to Assassin's Creed Two and everything he kind of does, and it leads to Ezio being Ezio. But I think ignoring there's probably gonna always be that undertone of the futuristic world. Okay. But thinking of a every season being a new era. So, you know, season you know, season one is like let's say Altair's story. You probably yeah. would have to start there to really show everything. And also Altair's been so ignored recently that people will kinda want that game remastered in, in the best way. And then season two, you know, start just somewhere else. You may not want to go immediately to Renaissance era and Ezio. That's a big job. I don't yeah. want to do that stuff. But being able to each season be its own kind of thing, very way in a way, almost uh, altered carbon is every yep. season is a new actor playing that thing, doing that where it's one overarching story, which would I guess be the present day timeline, and then the bulk of the show is being this old classic style. I just think it would work really well. You also get a different just chance to do every season almost differently also westworld this, did That's this what I was gonna say. westworld did this very yeah. well where season one was you know western it was it was it was red dead redemption yeah and much. then season two and season three are just going completely yep. wild to the other worlds i think that just makes sense and gives you if you don't want the same director for throughout the whole series let's say that will help you not just step on each other's toes like all right this you get this era you get feudal japan that's going to be your story season two will be italy you get to do this story and i just think it gives you a platform and you get to, you get a solid timeline you don't have to stretch your story for seven seasons because you get to condense yeah. it i i just wonder what approach they will take because mm-hmm. again the f- main thing about the old games was that fact that it's like yes this takes place in the past but this is all connected through this kind of main timeline mm-hmm. in the future and we're looking back as opposed to the newer games, that the main focus is the past, and there's loose connections through the fact that there is things happening outside it, but it doesn't hold the weight that the original did. Yeah. So I just wonder, with the show, will the main focus will be completely the main character? Everything takes place in the past, in the Renaissance setting, in you know the Italy, wherever they go, Rome, wherever, and then the futuristic aspect of it is either not there. 
or that's the subtle connection that they're mm-hmm. alluding to glitches and in, in the look and stuff like that but like especially once you get to odyssey it's very subtle until the very last act where they completely pull you out and yeah. not to spoil it but they they go crazy with it mm-hmm. i just wonder how the show would take place because the moment you introduce that futuristic mechanic if you don't put the time into that it's gonna be super confusing yeah and westworld does it but i feel like in some ways they're barely able to tackle that because there's a lot going on in westworld you have a whole storyline going on with this league of assassins hundreds of years ago and then suddenly you got this guy in the future doing this own war and Mm -hmm. then not to mention you got another season in a different place and then you're going to the future with different people yeah and it's back and forth and back and forth i feel like the average person would have a lot of trouble dicing through that again you bump into the issue where do you have 15 20 hours to dedicate to this story Mm because if not if you don't have that time, then I don't know if it translates the best to the thing. So they would have to choose. Yeah. Are you going to be completely in the past or are you going to try to do that traditional format? Because yeah. if they're going to do the traditional format, they need like our episodes, 12 episode, 24 episode yeah, seasons. To get to get to, to su- really yeah, be able to, to, do to it. really pull it off. Yeah. That's that's why I would love it just because I think aesthetically it would be great to watch. But in my best wishes, yeah, you probably would want to ignore almost all the futuristic stuff and actually just have it maybe all about the you know elements and the powers you know like the eat the apple of eden Absolutely. and all the tools and maybe just use that as the overarching story and then never touch the future stuff would probably work well too because yeah westworld even does multiple timelines you know has the timelines in the west world you know in westworld with the future well spoiler i guess <laughs> for season one there's two timelines you figure yes. out pretty quick with the man in the black hat so there's two timelines in there, plus the real timeline, plus the other one. So they do do too much. That was always my yeah. least favorite part of Westworld. So I can see where your, your concerns are. They, like You'd have to really reel it back or just eliminate almost that futuristic world, which makes sense, actually. I would say, actually, now that I'm thinking about that, last part of Odyssey and Origins does it, too. Mm-hmm. There's that ancient race. I forget their names. The Izu or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. And that is the kind of connection now. What used to be them going to the future and fighting against the Templars, now is this race that has its connections to all the assassins throughout time. That could be what they use yeah, to tie each season away instead of just straight pulling someone out of the animus and it's like, oh, you're in the future now. That's true, yeah. They that's... could use this race, this real mm-hmm. subtle storytelling, like they're planting these crazy devices in the past and then that's the connection on each season. So it's like when you have like, somebody explaining this to somebody it's like okay yeah season one takes place here season place takes place to here and then season three takes place here but it's all connected through this ancient race that is they're trying to gather information about yeah. and then that is a connection yeah, so maybe true. they'll do that so, yeah simplify it that way yeah you gotta yeah. assume they're because ubisoft came out and said they were they were okay with what the assassin's creed movie did financially it's been a couple of years and they have not said anything, so I don't think they were that happy. I doubt, I doubt they were that happy. They probably made more in microtransactions in Odyssey. They probably just made it back in. They probably they yeah. They weren't in the red for it, but probably. So I, I doubt we'll probably see another full fledged movie. But like we were saying, with all these other shows starting to come out on series, I think games just translate to series better. That's why you know Castlevania did it. We now we have you know Witcher able to, Witcher is a half and half because it is more based off the books the book, than yeah. it is in Witcher you know in any of the Witcher games and of course you know Last of Us is doing it now so we'll see where they go with this True. and it probably won't be long before we see the next video game adaptation announced or even come out soon yeah because PlayStation has a whole subunit dedicated yeah. to it now so the output's gonna happen not to mention if Last of Us is 
even remotely successful. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're they're coming and they're coming fast. Yeah, and if Horizon not, we'll, probably. if not, we'll see them in anim, you know, animation style because Devil May Cry is coming. True. Um, I thought that was actually going to come before season three of I Castlevania. Yeah. I thought they were because that's been in the making for a couple, uh, well, a while now. Yeah, I point. think a couple years. I want to say before Castlevania season two or around yeah, that was, time. It, it was, was after the success of season one of Castlevania. They were like that. They're looking at other properties to do it, yeah. and then eventually, either right before season two came out or right after season they two, they announced came out. Devil May Cry. Yeah, which so can't wait. So you got to assume that's probably this Halloween. It has. If, if not this year, early next because year. Because Castlevania to. 3, I mean, that's, I mean, we're in March and Castlevania yeah. just came, so Castlevania usually does the fall. Yeah. Maybe they have Maybe that. they swapped them to swap give them a, to definitely cry a little bit more time. Also, so. yeah, they were taking too long with Castlevania, in yeah. my sense, so. Yeah. We'll see how that all works out. Well, I hope the best yeah. for us. All right. Another episode in the tuck. What is it, episode seven? Something like that. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> Look at it. We already forgot what episode we're on. We haven't even hit 10 yet, and we're already confused as to how long we've been I think it's going. episode 7. Well, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Join us every Sunday. This was Jabron. I'm with... Steve. Until next time, this is the Neo Vintage Podcast.